Jane, mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got some exciting news for you this week. Ooh. I, I trained an AI to come up with a podcast description Ooh. by listening to thousands, millions of hours of podcasts come up and describe a, uh, a an intro for a podcast. Are you ready to hear this AI-generated podcast intro? Definitely. Enjoy now. Entertainment. Comedy. McElroy's. 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 Adventure. Sorry, I gave it a hit. The, the, the AI got stuck there for a second. Uh, yeah, I feel like some of that might just be the fact that McElroy's do a lot of podcasts. Okay, okay. Let's, prob- let's probably just a lot let's of McElroy's. Let's fast forward through the McElroy bit. Uh, we're, okay, okay. Here we go. Pass the McElroy's. Four, six, seven people engage in... Dungeons and Dragons podcast adventure. Hmm, let me skip. Let me skip a bit further ahead. A lot of D and D podcasts. Ah, uh, here we go. This bit looks a bit more right. Queer focused entertainment skits voices silly entertainment entertainment McElroy's McElroy's. It's going again. It's, it's doing going thing again. again. See, we got a couple of the keywords there. I think my hypothesis is correct. If you give an AI long enough, it will eventually come up with a description for queer and pleasant strangers. Ooh. <laughs> Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. That podcast where two queer trans ladies have a bit of a giggle, have a catch-up, talk about our weeks, do all sorts of silly voices. Oh shit, that's us. It's us. We do that thing. We do do that thing. This thing, in fact. Yeah, this thing. We're doing it right now. Yeah. How's your week been? Uh, What happened this week? It's been... It feels like it's been one of those... Long. It's been one of those weird week. weeks. The, the the humidity has not helped in that I've been constantly tired all melty week. brain. Yeah, melty brain. Um, I went away at the weekend. I went and you looked did? at a bunch of baby clothes and did a lot of. No, oh, it's so tiny. Did a lot did of that. Did you see tiny shoes? I saw. It's always the, tiny it's shoes. The that shoes that do it. I saw. Like I, I, grow, I, I, I went. Nice oh, at tiny Crocs. Tiny Crocs got me. I know, but. You should have seen them. They were so tiny. <laughs> it was all very adorable. It, um, it was listening to you and Becky talking about it and then just hearing, like, every, t- every time it was baby this, baby that, and I was just getting baby shark stuck in my head constantly. Baby grows, do-do-do-do-do-do. Baby shoes, do-do-do-do-do-do. Baby bibs, do-do-do-do-do-do. Baby stuff. <laughs> I was like, ah, and you two tell me not to do it. Ah. We got through a whole day without baby sharking. Uh, just because you were all challen- channeling at me. <laughs> yeah, but we glad you had a good time. Yeah, we had we had a fr- we had a free Sunday to watch some to catch up on some telly this week. And boy, howdy, did we watch some telly? Oh, we watched all of the telly. We did. We we finally finished some things, but we'll do that on watched. Yeah, you know what comes first though? What comes first? Played. Oh, I've I've not played many things this week. I've been uh, doing I played too much two watching. things this week. I played two things. I played the shit out of them though. Yeah, I started playing one of them, and I think it's one that you've played the shit out of. Yes. Should we talk about Bloodstained? Let's talk about Bloodstained: The Ritual of the Night. That's that's a very good Castlevania game, huh? Heck yeah! It, it it feels like Castlevania, even though it's not made by the people who own Castlevania. Not own Castlevania, but but we're largely involved in. Oh yeah, in... it's it's got the person who made Castlevania yeah. just. You know, not the people who own Castlevania. Yeah. So it's it's Castlevania just like, that's not a vampire. It just sort of looks conspicuously like one. There, there, there is a, a budget a la carte alike in yes. that game called OD. Yes, yes, yes. That runs yes. the library. 
it's it's a it's a really fun little game. Um, yeah. I did not. Although I'm very confused by some of the enemies. I did not expect it to have as many like weird gameplay mechanic systems at play. In what way? Like I wasn't expecting stuff like here's a whole food crafting system and an old lady that was shouting at you for chips consistently. I've um, forgotten what it's called. Yeah, and there's like so many <laughs> chips, love chips. Yes, the 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 shards that can give you enemy abilities yep. and like there's just a bunch of shit in there's this. There's so much going on in that game, and they're collecting haircuts. Oh god, yeah. Traditional, traditional uh, change of uh, personalization. I've come up haircuts. with a new haircut. I've come up with a new haircut. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. There's the the boss variation is very cool. I'm not very good at the game. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I think I've. I'm thinking I'm maybe like eight or ten hours in now. Do you, Do you want to talk about some of those weird enemies you mentioned a second ago? Because, I mean, the cat with the the like the horns? antlers uh, that swipes at you and then throws fireballs. There's the giant floating ominous dog's head. Dog's head. Oh, there's another dog later on. Oh, okay. I don't know the breed, but there is another dog head. Uh, there's like... one that I think is a Yorkie, and I just can't look at it and, go, and not go. Uh, it's a Yorkie, Yorkie or a Westie. Yorkie won't walkie. Yorkie won't walkie. <laughs> or Yorkie balkie. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it's just this like random head that just sort of balks at you and tries it's, to eat you. It's weird and bizarre. Like One minute you might be fighting like a traditional dragon and then the next minute it's like, here's just a man playing an electric guitar in the back of a chariot. Yeah. That spins like the waltzer ride at, at like Funfest. Because it's being... Pow- it, it, instead of having normal wheels, it's just got goat wheels on it. Yeah. It's... Were they booer? I, I, I've seen them yeah. as a creature in other games. It's just like a goat's head with like a load of goat's legs around it and they just spin around as a wheel. It's it's weird. That's what it is. It is that. Um, how are you getting on with the difficulty of it? Um, it, it's got some spikes to it. Yeah, there've been more than a couple of moments where you were playing that game and like you didn't throw the controller, but you like made, you held onto it tight, but did the sort of like. I've never thrown a controller. You, you. I've never thrown a controller. I I get angry. Yeah. And, that's and I'm I'm always very careful not to get too angry around you because you yeah. get really nervous. I, I do have a... Someone does an anger and I tense up and shrink I a know. little bit. But, um... No. Oh. Okay. Yeah, you you were definitely doing a bit of... Sort of... <laughs> I wish I could throw this controller, but I'm not going to because I know they're expensive. You <laughs> <laughs> cannot afford to be that angry. Yes. Is that never fair to say? It. You were about that level of angry. No, I wouldn't... I would never throw a controller. I'd no, just no, no, put no, it I mean... down and just be like... <laughs> just sort of... Wave it around in the air a bit, just that's, like that's it. It's, mm. the, it's the angry but well held wave. <laughs> the angry flap. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh. sometimes it feels like just because you're in one animation, you can't do something else. Yeah, and it's just like I just wanted to just like the like shadow step or slide or something. I wanted to do the specific thing you're not letting me do and I died while not being able to do what I wanted to do and that's frustrating. I just, I just wanted to move away from the thing that was killing me or jump and I badly timed it. I I streamed like the first two hours or so. I'm probably going to stream some more of that tonight. But then I also did like yeah, probably about eight hours or so on my own mm. on like Friday, Saturday, I think that was. Yeah. While you were away. And they did some more... I did some, did some Monday more night. Saturday daytime yeah. before you got home. <laughs> and then uh, we did some more last night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You'd be really... To say I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm really glad. 
glad she's been digging it so much. Yeah, I'm like the 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 story is you know weird. I I think Jim Sterling put a a pretty good thing on that of the whole like since they're not even remotely tied to the old like Castlevania Dracula stuff anymore they can just go wherever they want with it they can and it's yeah there's a lot of chairs I'm told that's a thing for the creator that's... that it's a bit into chairs you you can get attacked by like floating Patreon backer paintings uh, yeah I think that's what they are they're either developers or Patreon backers yeah. what, uh, not Patreon Kickstarter backers Kickstarter backer, one yeah. of the two. I suspect that is probably the case, and I very much like the fact that a cat kickstarted that game. Because <laughs> that cat is... It's funny, because I was playing it on stream, and it was like, ah, a posh cat. And they're in chat. It's posh cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was nice. Um, yeah. It's... And then the the bit I did... the Was it last night on the train? Yes, like, what? yes, yes. <laughs> why am I on a train fighting ninjas? <laughs> I don't know, because it's cool, that's why. It is fucking cool, I will not deny that. And, like... I hadn't seen like any previous stuff on it. I think it was mostly just watching um, Jim's video on it the other day of being like, oh my god, this game's amazing and everything I want. I'd seen a couple of trailers pop up in Nintendo Directs, but I'd been like actively... I, I hadn't been trying to like keep up to date on it. Mm. And I've been real surprised by it. Yeah. I did recently watch that video of the, hey, we're delaying it and, and going to make it better and stuff. Mm. Um, responding to criticism video and I was like wow they really did yeah they really did pull that one right up to, to scratch from what it was before I don't think that I think the gameplay would definitely have been there before and that is absolutely what this game is about but, but I will not deny that all the incredibly lush lighting effects oh, and yeah. the, just the depth of field on the 2.5D on that and there is a lot of crafting that's gone into this. Yes. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is, have you played anything else? I've played one other thing. It's so also I've also thing. played one other thing. Tell me about your other thing. Uh, I think my, my other thing is Pokemon. I'm still playing that. Uh, Let's go or go? Uh, Pokemon Let's Go. Uh-huh. I'm still trying to beat all of the Master Trainers using all my shinies. Mm. Um, I am up to, as of today, I think 84 Master Trainers beaten. So oh, over goodness. halfway. Wow. And... Uh, I believe since last week I've had the most difficult part of my challenge so far. <laughs> Metapod and Kakuna Master Trainers. Oops. So, yes. The short version, I caught my shiny Metapod and my shiny Kakuna as a shiny Metapod and shiny Kakuna. Just I, so you could have the shinies. Yeah, I didn't catch them as a Caterpie and a Weedle and evolve them. I caught a Caterpie and a Weedle, but, you know, I had them separately. And the problem I came up with against was, oh... If you catch them as a uh, Caterpie and a Weedle, they can learn Tackle before you evolve them. If you catch them in in the middle stage, they can't learn Tackle. They can't learn any offensive moves. Um, And the one move they know, Struggle, it deals um, a percentage of damage back to you. It's not like... The fact that you've spent the whole battle using Harden doesn't mean that, that this Struggle move does less recoil damage to you. So I ended up just dying... I just ending up. I ran out of moves, and my Pokemon killed itself. Oh no! It was very sad. Um, but I found a strategy. Uh, I played it again on stream, and people pointed me to the fact that there was a location where you could get an item that would make it so that you had. Um, well, well, first I went and got a new shiny Caterpie and Weedle to evolve up, mm-hmm. um, and I still wasn't beating it. So I found a thing that would let me have slightly more 
uses of one of my moves than my opponent, mm-hmm. which meant that, like, while we weren't actually doing much damage to each other, they started injuring themselves because they had no moves left several turns before I did, which meant they died while I still had moves left. Uh, so I eventually uh, did it, and that was the uh, biggest fucking hurdle in this Master Trainer Challenge so far. Uh, like The last couple of days I've done a couple of streams and just waltzed through the rest of them being like, yep, dead, 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 dead. Add the titles to my to my list of titles and accomplishments. <laughs> Rack em up. Rack em up. Nice. Well, uh, do you want to tell me about the last one you've been playing? Well, because I didn't have access to the computer this morning and I wanted to play more Bloodstain. So oh, I'm I'd, sorry. Uh, I played some Axiom Verge for the first <laughs> time in ages. How did that go? Um, I, 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 it, it made me sad that whatever had happened to come out at about the same time. Because basically I bought it and I was like, yay, Metroidvania, this is fun. And then you stopped playing and it And then something, something else came out and I started on that and never went back to Axiom Verge. You know what I think it was? And I, I'm was basing Dragon this... Dragon Quest? Or... Uh, it was either Dragon Quest Builders or I think it was Xenoblade 2. It could well have been Xenoblade 2. Xenoblade 2, in my mind, is what you, <laughs> you started playing that knocked Axiom Verge out of rotation. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that 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 game really did suck us both in. Like a hundred and twenty-seven hours I each. Think yeah, I, don't know, I think it was one hundred and forty hours for, for it Xenoblade Two. It was well over a hundred hours each yeah. in Xenoblade. We played yeah. a lot of Xenoblade. We did, but we had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Oh, I can't. All, all those Xeno dates. Yes, I can't wait for Dragon Quest Builders Two for that same reason. I can't wait for us to have a game to play through together again. <laughs> yeah, it was fun just. Sitting there on the phone to each other, yeah. playing playing games. But you got back to your your axioms. I did. Uh, I I I killed a boss that I was I had previously sort of got a bit stuck on. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, I'm questioning whether I shouldn't just start the game again though. It's been so long since you played it. Yeah. My temptation would be to say, yeah, go for it. Yeah. It'll um, feel like new. Exactly, and like at least I know what to do with that boss now. Yeah, exactly. It can't be that difficult. Surely, surely not. Because I think I'm only about like a couple of hours in, and that's mostly because I'm very bad at navigating. <laughs> um. So yeah, I might, I might just go back and start that again because it's a good game and it des- it deserves a, a, pr- a proper proper attention. Indeed. But yeah, it is a good, very pixelarty Metroidvania with some sort of nice graphical effects, some quite interesting synthy, uh, like eight bit music. Hmm. It's it's definitely good fun for a playthrough, and and it's I guess it is more the Metroid of the Metroidvania than um, Bloodstained being the the Vania end of the the Metroidvania. Yeah, yeah. What what about you? you? Got any others? That's everything I've played. Well then, <gasps> time for this. <sighs> <sighs> Moon, are you free? Sure. What's that? I've been thinking about this whole human problem I've got going on down on me. Yeah, I was worried that you were going to spread those to me, but they seem to have cleared up now. Oh, don't don't worry, I'm working on it. So, you know how they've not taken the whole uh, uh, global warming, you know, me warming thing to, seriously enough? Yeah, you have been getting pretty toasty of late. Yeah, so i got a plan. Hear me out on this one. You know how everyone, you know, enjoys a hot, summery summer's day when the, you know, sun's out and everything's very pretty and pleasant out? Yeah. Yeah? No more of that. We're having 
grey, humid, muggy hot days. Ooh. The kind of hot days where, you know, absolutely nothing can be done. You're too exhausted from the heat and the, the, the fluid in the air and there's not even pretty outside. I mean, you could always try what I did. What'd you do? Have absolutely no atmosphere. Yeah, but then I kill the pretty bunnies. I do like the bunnies. I know. I'm hoping that, like, I don't want to kill the people. I just want them to, like, I'm hoping if the heat is a kind of heat they don't like, they might realize that the heat is a problem. I mean, isn't this the same species that recently proposed the concept of blocking out the sun? (sighs) Don't even get me started on that. Paul has not shut up about the fact they're trying to block him out all week. That Paul. (sighs) So, yeah. It's not your life. It's not your light, Sally. It's not your light. I know, I know. <sighs> if they don't, if they don't, if they don't turn around this time, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Should we spin around some more? Whee! Do you find using social media platforms too exhausting? Thoroughly. Are you tired of all of the really depressing, sad stories on your social media feeds day in and day out? I really am. Well, why not try our new browser plugin, which removes all upsetting social media content from your feeds? Ooh. Just click the button in your toolbar, and you will be left with only the positive, nice, in no way upsetting content on your feed. I need this. Warning! May inadvertently remove all content from your feed. Things have been pretty bad recently. Mm-hmm. Check out... The world's getting pretty bad. The web browser extension. Yay. It's okay, I've still got my account of fluffy bunnies. That one's still here. And in otter news. (laughs) So, what have you put in your eyes this week? In my eyes, we have watched a shitload of things. Oh, we've watched a lot of shit. Uh, we finished one day at a time? Yep, we finished one day at a time. Um, Slightly abrupt ending. They clearly wanted another season. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's not a bad place for that show to end. Yeah. I, I'm glad that we got to see um, Schneider have a bit of an arc. Yeah. And have, have some stuff come up where it's like, oh, oh, okay, let's, okay, yeah, you are kind of fucked up and you have been fighting a bit to hold things together. Yeah. Schneider's interesting. Yes. I find him less intolerable now that, like, the show is finished than I did upon first watch. Yeah. Like the, and I think I don't know if it was just the callback with the badge hat or what. Yeah, but there, there have been there have been other times in that series where he's made jokes and I've gone really, really. Yeah, the the thing that like I I don't think it excuses his behaviour, but I think that that that's that last season at least gives enough context to go. He had a real, 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 real fucking shitty upbringing and. That doesn't excuse his actions, but I can see where a lot of it came from. Hmm. And in terms of his sometimes overstepping boundaries with the family, it's like, okay, no, yeah, he's got some, he's got some weird family boundary stuff, and I understand where that happens. And like, I think a lot of his actions make more sense, even yeah. if they're still kind of shitty. He's certainly more woke in context, uh, yeah. or than 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 he... his dad. But like, there's. There's stuff in that in that show that made me just go several times, but like ultimately, overall, I very much enjoyed the series. I wasn't expecting to cry as much watching a comedy as I did. Like that's the thing; it's funny, but also like it has such a good like a high percentage of episodes where the end of the episode is like, "Oh God, I have feelings now." Now you have feelings. (laughs) Yeah, 
Yeah, it it deals with some some tough themes in like really mature, responsible, interesting ways. Hmm. I, I like that show very much. Yeah. Um, and I still think that um, oh, it's it's a real shame that a show that good and gay did not get to continue. Well. Hopefully somebody will revive it. Hopefully so. Hopefully we will get more episodes one day at a time. Yeah. <laughs> what else did we watch? Uh, we watched that Black Mirror. Yeah, we watched the new series of Black Mirror. Three yeah. three new episodes. Yeah. Um, without going too deep into the concepts of any of... Uh, like into the plots of any of them. There's one about two men who play a VR game together. The first episode, uh, Striking Vipers. Yeah, Striking Vipers. Um, that it sparked conversation. I won't say it was like it got its message across well. But... No, it it was when because I, I I think we both heard that it had problematic points. Yeah, there. it was it was getting a lot of conversation, and we watched the episode and we were like, eh. like, and then in... you looked online to like what were they trying to say with it, and then we just both just went. No. So here's here's <laughs> Did the, not here's the thing. The setup they had could have been used to tell some really interesting woke stories that they kind of sidestepped. Definitely. And the thing that they were trying to tackle, I'm like, okay, I can see how that could have been interesting. Yeah, but you they com- obscured it too. Yeah, much. you completely missed the fucking mark. Yeah. Um it's it's a weird one. It's not necessarily bad or anything, it's discussion provoking. I think that part of the problem that it had with itself was that it it had to be a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Like, that that episode really didn't need the technology so much. And, and that's the problem. For it to be Black Mirror, it needs to have that sort of technological sort of yeah. point in it that, that draws it together in, into that show. Yeah. And then just the, the... There are things you could have done about that without the uh, the virtual reality game aspect that they put into it and that just made me go mm. there are, and also there's conversations that could have been had at the end of that episode yeah. that would have been genuinely interesting and yeah, they just definitely. sort of they sort of hand wave over the interesting conversations yeah um right so the next one is called smithereens oh yes yeah i think this one was like this was very strong as a traditional black mirror episode i think mm-hmm. like i think it did the Technology being an important part of telling a story and telling a story about technology thing well. This was the social media one, yeah? This is the social media one, okay. yeah. So, I thought that this one did a really good job of both showing how technology could be used to facilitate crimes, but equally to then catch the person who'd perpetrated them. Yes. I thought that that, that double presentation was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I really liked what the main character was aiming for. Yeah. Like, I can't necessarily say that, you know, they did the right thing, Hmm. but I understand what they were going for, and I think their heart was in the right place. Yeah, and there was some some good dark humour in that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's... It puts, like, quite a dark situation on show, and then, like, there's a couple of times when it's just genuinely it's, quite... It's, a... it's sweet and funny in places. It's... And, like, in the most unexpected ways. It's, it's not as bleak as its setup and premise seem to suggest it's going to be. It was that line about the feedback that really got oh, me. Oh, yeah, it's... <sighs> 
I really enjoyed that episode. It's got um, what's his name? Um, Moriarty from Sherlock. yeah, Moriarty from Whatever Sherlock. Um, um, I'm double checking his name now. Um, I'm looking Andrew at the wrong something? Andrew Scott. There we go. Andrew Scott's in it, and he oh, he does a good job with that acting. He... I I thought that was a really solid episode. I think he's a great actor. Yeah, he he's... he does slightly menacing really well. Yeah, I I. That that was one of one of the the two that I really enjoyed out of this batch, mm-hmm. um, and the last one is Ra- Rachel, Jack, and Ashley too. I, I did not expect this. this. No, this was far more of a dark comedy. Yeah. This, this was far more comedy focused than yes. I was. There was a lot of laughs to be had in this. I yeah. certainly enjoyed. Um, so b- basic. Um, basic themes it tackles include celebrity and how celebrities are portrayed, um, the celebrity consumption cycle, but also, I don't know, a bunch of stuff that feels like we probably can't get into it. There's a lot of stuff about, a lot of their stuff about how they look at celebrity in tech is very interesting in this one. Yeah, and um, we spent a lot of the episode sort of trying to work out what exactly was happening with everything. Yeah. Where it, they were going with it, what they were doing. It, like, some of the technology they came up with it, with, with for that episode, was quite interesting it, uh, in concept. Yeah. It, I did not expect Miley Cyrus to be my <laughs> favourite actor in this season of, uh, <laughs> of Black Mirror. I didn't even realise it was her until you mentioned no, it. I, I thought she was going to be a, a bit of stunt casting, because it's like, ah, we've we've got a known name person that you recognise in it, just like we've got uh, that, that actor from the Avengers, what you recognised, uh, what's his name, Anthony Mackie? Ah, uh, uh, yes. Yes, yes, who's, who was in the first one. Yes. But Miley Cyrus did a real fucking good job with this one. Yeah, it's really fun. Yes, and and obviously having to to voice the um, robot companion as well. Yeah, it was just like, just that was quite an interesting aspect to it. She she balanced performances of like serious introspection and just laugh out loud comedy really well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she was a very smart casting for that plot. Yeah, considering as a Disney. Good. Yeah, as a as a Disney prim and polished, must be nice and well behaved star that yeah. you know wanted to wanted to do other things. I, I yeah. I don't know if Miley was like you know had any sort of parental pressure. No, I don't. Respect, I don't think but... necessarily that, but, but I think management pressure. Regard was definitely. I think, I think they all have that management yeah, pressure, but. There, a, there is a lot of interesting conversations to have around that episode. Yeah. Whatever you feel about Miley Cyrus. Yes. There's a lot of interesting discussions about things like morality around music rights. I'll say that. Uh, and um, like once you become a celebrity, like how people around you, be that management or fans, can feel like they own part of you. Yes. It. It's a real good one. Yeah, it's 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 interesting and it's difficult to really talk about without yes. spoiling it. Um, I think that what I will say is I think the fact that it's pri- two primary leads who are named in the title, um, the fact that they are much younger characters, mm-hmm. definitely sets this up to be less grim and perilous 
for their outlook. Because mm. as soon as I saw it as an episode about two kids, I was like, are they really going to go as hard and dark as they normally do against these kids? Also, was it just me that older sister looked like young Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was um, like, why does she remind me of someone? And it's not to say this episode doesn't get fucking dark as hell in places, but like, when it's focused on its named protagonists, I guess, it's more of a fun romp than I thought it would be. It, yeah, it, it's a bit sort of Stranger Things in its lighter rompy moments. Yeah, it's kids kids heist romp meets depressing dark, oh my god, what the fuck is happening? Our world is terrible. Yeah. It's Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what else did we watch? Uh, we watched Unicorn Store. We did. That was... Is- that was the thing that we watched. Uh, it's a Netflix original movie starring Brie Larson. Starring who, and directed by. Starring and, and directed by um, Brie Larson, who is uh, Captain Marvel. And Nick Fury. And Nick Fury's in it too. <laughs> Brie Larson is not also Nick Fury. No. Which is what I thought you were saying for no, a no, second. No, no. Um, so, I mean, Jackson is Nick Fury. And yeah. the store owner. So, the premise of this is... As a woman, she's not having a good time with her life, and then she accidentally... She really want to grow up. Yeah, and she stumbles across a shop that's like, hey, if you can, like, you know, make a safe place for it to live and prove that you can love it and take care of it, you can have a unicorn. We know that's what you've always dreamed of. So she goes on a quest to be able to look after a unicorn. So she looks about building a home for a unicorn and finding something for a unicorn to eat. It's... And along the way, sort of like makes a friend and sorts things out with her family and stuff. It it feels you you were the one who said this while we were watching it that it feels like like a high school movie aged up in ways. It feels like they wanted to make a kids movie and then just went, I can't be asked to work with children. I I don't <laughs> even think it's that. I think it's I think that the film quite cleverly uses a lot of tropes of films that usually star much younger main characters to emphasise the childish nature of the protagonist and the fact that they're a little bit... They're not necessarily in step with the age expectations of the world around them. Which is a big mood. Yeah, big mood. Uh, Yeah, I, I... It was real fun. It was, it was cute. lovely. Um, and like the the, I think also her being an adult really made the end work better. Yes, 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 like, yes, yes. I think if it had been a kids' movie, you would have got the expected ending rather yes. than the ending you got. The ending that they gave was surprisingly, surprisingly well thought out. Like it yes. was, and it, it made sense. Yeah, it. I was very satisfied by how that film ended, yes. which I didn't expect to be. I thought the ending was going to be predictable. It was very sweet, and I think it's another film that if I was in a bit of a like grumpy mood or like ill or something, and was just sort of cotched up on a couch sometime, I might watch that again. In I, that sort of, like, I think I want a feel good movie. I, I feel like that could be a really nice movie for like lying in bed after a night out and just feeling a bit tired and fragile. I could totally go for that There's a again. lot of glitter in that film. Oh gosh, yes. Oh, <laughs> the, the scene with the vacuum cleaner <laughs> is amazing and it, it I want remind- to live that life. It, it reminded me of our bathroom after we went out to that party recently. Yes. Uh, just, just covered head to toe in glitter. Yes. 
Uh, so yeah, we watched Unicorn Store. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also watched all the way through Bonding. We did. We which all of Bondage. Uh, <laughs> which is that Netflix series that I watched the first couple of episodes of and went, yes, this would be Jane's <laughs> thing. We need to watch it together. So do you want to do you want to tell us about Bonding? Uh, bonding is a, a well, it's a sort of early life movie about growing up and. Um, adult responsibility and psychology and BDSM. It, yeah, it's it's a pretty short uh, first series. It's what, like seven episodes that are about 20 minutes. Um, um, yeah, between 15 and 20 minutes each. Yeah, it's, you can get through it in probably an hour and a half. Un- under two hours you get through season one. And yeah. it uses the lens of BDSM as a way to have conversations around like psychology and people's sort of the the role that role play can have in working through mental baggage mm-hmm. but like there's also some really interesting stuff with um I liked the uh, the secondary character we had who wanted to be a stand up comedian mm-hmm. uh I thought there was some interesting stuff there about all the time it felt more like it was his oh story I very much than... feel like it was like he he was trying to grow into being a more confident person and I think that being thrown into the situation of, okay, you're now part of a BDSM scenario with a stranger, go. That's a confidence builder. Yeah, and she was his friend from high school. They went to yeah. prom together. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they had all this sort of past, but she was always a bit troubled. She has this whole thing about the fact that people have always wanted to have sex with her from, like... A very early age, and she's had to put yeah. up with that, which is I, uh, just a thing women have to yeah. deal with. I I feel like, and this is never explicitly stated in the like the text of the uh, of the series, but I think it's definitely present in the subtext. Is this sort of implication that at least part of why she got into BDSM and 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 doming is that as someone that had sort of grown up with everyone just wanting sex from her, it was a way for her to enforce boundaries and. To be like, because she's very explicit that like for her, sex is not on the table as the thing she offers, mm-hmm. because like that's not what's about. She she's got control, control and power in those situations yeah. that she maybe didn't previously. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of interesting stuff to read. Yeah, and into the, that. the empowerment of of uh, BDSM from from either you know yeah. any role, be it um, dom yeah. or sub. I I also think like one thing that this show does nicely that I was kind of. I was worried it would get ro- like it wouldn't do well. Was I don't think at any point it made anyone's kinks that were shown out to be, you know, in any way wrong or harmful. It didn't do no. that at any point. Yeah, you. The very first episode, you get one character early on that sort of runs through a hallway, and it's meant it, because our main character doesn't know what's going on. It's played a little bit for oh, what oh, what 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 was that? But like largely, it's. The show focuses on the joy that people find from. Mm. Ah, ah, this is this is my weird. This doesn't is, really this make is what any I sense. Enjoy thing, it doesn't hurt but, anyone. Yeah, and that is another focus. Like this doesn't hurt anyone. Yeah, like the the bit that got me, and I think it was the second episode, and this is where I was like, I feel like this show's going to be like good to watch. Mm. Is the scene with "Happy Birthday" being sung, <laughs> um, during a kink scene of some kind? I was like. That's just not taking it too seriously. Just having a bit of fun, not at the person's expense, but yes. at the expense of 
Someone uh, with performance anxiety. Per- per- person with, yeah, do- trainee Dom with, uh, with performance anxiety, as opposed to person who has very specific kink they would like done. And, and the like the different kinks that were explored, and the 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 all the conversations about consent and the stuff yeah. around that with other other characters involved the, in that series. The, the one I found really interesting was the couple, yes. where the one partner isn't interested. In the other person, in the other partner's kink, mm-hmm. and the conversations around how to sort that, so how because to facilitate like, that, yeah, how, like we don't want to break up. You realise this is an important thing for you. How can we help facilitate yeah, that without me having to get too involved? Yeah, uh, it's. I really liked that first season. I did too. It, um, I also like the sort of the as you watch the growth of of the main character, and how he goes from. The the opening scene where he walks into um, the building yeah. where they operate from, and like he's a little bit nervous, he's a bit scared, he doesn't really understand what's going on around him. There's obviously strange sounds that are just related to kink. Like, yeah, <laughs> is somebody screaming positive or not so positive? Yeah, it's a bit intimidating in that moment. And then they revisit that scene later on in the series. I think it's like the penultimate episode or even the last and episode. He's, yeah, and he's just like la 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 la. Oh hi, hi so so. How's that kink doing for you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's real nice. Um, I think. I hope that show gets another season mm. because I think that that last episode and particularly that last scene that takes a very different tone to the rest of yes. the show um, touches on something very real and it's like you could have some very important real mm. world conversations with this show and I hope that that tease is implying something to come mm. that they might have those conversations. Yes. Yeah, bonding. That's a, that's a that's a real fun show if you if if you're not averse to some kink in your comedy. Never. Indeed. Not, not, not you. Never. Really? Never. Uh, what else have we watched? We started watching Agretzko season two. Yep, we're not super far into it, but it's more Agretzko. It is. And now with Agretzko, mum. Oh, God, yeah. There was a scene we paused on from, like, episode two <laughs> over 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 uh, dinner, and it was Agretzko's mum brandishing a kitchen knife and talking about how arranged marriages have lower divorce rates. Yes. I should tell you everything you need to know about where season two is at. Yes. It's 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 things like this that make me just go, gosh, I'm glad I don't have a family. Don't have to deal with any yeah, of that. You have the family that you chose. I do. And none of them are overbearing about my relationship. <laughs> none of them are threatening you with a kitchen knife to have the right kind of relationship. Or any kind of relationship. <laughs> you are going to say all... any kind of knife. Not <laughs> <laughs> <All> that too. <laughs> it's like, oh, no one brandishes me with a kitchen knife anymore. Just a butter knife. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Take that with your cake slice. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm enjoying that so far. It, it's yeah. more Agretzko. Yeah, we 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 we've had limited rage singing, but I I feel like that's uh, that's gonna be coming out a bit more. As the well, series we've had, goes we've, on. had we've had a few already. We had one episode where they sort of implied it was gonna happen and then subverted it in a yeah, in a, a really fun way. way. Yeah. Uh, don't know if I've got anything else to say about that. It's, it's a good. Great. It's a good animated comedy if you like um, animal people and death metal. We'll let you know once we've sort of seen a bit more and know really what the overarching story is. Yeah. I guess it's about dating. Yeah. Mm. You got any others? I've got at least one more. Tell us um, 
I have finished watching through Hunter 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 Ooh, X it. Hunter. Yeah, wow. hundred and twenty. 140 whatever it is episodes so you and Keith are going to sit down and have a good conversation oh, about it uh, you see on my on my uh, my messenger I have a, a number <laughs> of notifications one of those is Mikita who during this recording has been like oh my god I slept okay I binge watched a bunch while I was working today and I saw through like everything happening like all the stuff she's been waiting for me to see <laughs> happened while she was asleep because she works nights so she woke up as we were about to start recording this and went ah oh my god oh my god I was like yeah I know right tell tell me all of your thoughts Makina we have many conversations we need to have um so uh general thoughts about this show now that I, I have finished all of the the anime stuff um I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it can basically be split into two halves. The first 60-odd episodes, probably, is a subverting expectations a little bit um, take on the shonen anime style, like, this person is the best at doing the powers and they will be the best ever, and that sort of show. Uh, you sort of Dragon Ball Z type thing. Mm-hmm. The and it, it focuses on lots of smaller arcs. The second half of that show is one huge, very dramatic arc mm-hmm. with huge, big consequences. Um, it really isn't afraid to shy away from actual consequences in ways that these kind of shows tend to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, with a show like this, uh, let me think of a good example. An anime I used to really enjoy watching was one called Bleach. It was about a person who got a sword that could be used to fight... uh, I can't even remember what they were. Spirits from another realm. And the thing that really annoyed me with that anime, and the the reason I stopped paying attention to it, is to, to save the world and finish one of these big dramatic arcs, the main character uses a big attack that's like... It's going to use up all of their energy for that they've had, and they'll never be able to use their powers again. It's just going to use use their powers up entirely, and that's the that's the cost they're going to have to pay to you know to save the day. And okay, next um, episode, not next episode, oh, but okay. like within about six episodes, they'd con- they'd you know convened a way for him to get his powers back, completely undoing any of the narrative, uh, co- uh, like any of the meaning of the sacrifice that was made. Oh dear, this is not like that. Okay. Um, characters die and are just they are dead. Mm-hmm. It is not a fake out, or they don't get brought back by magic or whatever. Um, there is a character who just does just lose their powers, and that's a choice they make, and they don't roll it back. It's it's stuff like that. that I'm like, this just feels like a slightly smarter take on that genre. Mm. It's it's one that is not afraid to to do difficult stuff. Um. The primary villain of the big, the big second half of the show um, arc is really mm, the conflict that they display, and the way that their narrative arc is resolved is very satisfying. In that it it offers lots of room for conversation, and it's very much not cut and dry. They don't get to redeem themselves, but like you get some insight and you feel some sympathy for where they end up. Hmm. Um, and I like that the hero of this show is never the best person at doing the powers. Like, they they are consistently someone with a lot of great potential, 
who hasn't really been doing this terribly long, who is still very much learning, and will never be the the person who is strong enough to go beat the very big bad that, you know... Like, that's that's a job for people far more powerful and experienced than them. Hmm. They tackle threats that are personal to them, that are incredibly difficult, but, like, for them and not for person who's been training in this art for, like, 150 years and is amazing. Hmm. Like... I really like that it it didn't try and shoehorn the hero into being the best person in the world where it wasn't fitted. It just made them an important part of the story that the story couldn't have happened without who we followed. And that, that was just an interesting take. Oh. I really liked it. Nice. Yeah. And it ends suitably well? Uh, the end of the anime is really satisfying. Um mm-hmm. The main character has one big goal from the start of the show, and he he achieves it. It's, you know, it may not be everything he hoped it would be. It may be in some ways more than what he'd hoped, but he he does the thing he set out to do, and there is some closure. There is a there is an ending of chapters, but also a, you know, stories could continue from here. And from what I understand, the manga does continue onward, and I'm curious to maybe read some more of it, but... Hmm. I really liked it. Nice. Uh, have you watched anything else? Yep. I think that was quite enough, don't you think? Uh, I watched one other thing. Ooh, what you got? Uh, I've talked about this before, 10 Minute Power Hour, which mm-hmm. is a thing that the Game Grumps YouTube channel occasionally do, where they do non-video gamey things. I really enjoyed one they put up this morning. Uh, it, the, the episode is called 10 Minute Power Hour, Cuties Coffee. And... The two of them go and visit a an explicitly LGBT uh, operated and friendly um, donut shop and coffee place to make donuts, and it's very very sweet and has a lot of good good queer energy to that episode. Um, it is I I ended up looking into Cutie's Coffee, which is a place that's uh, very near the LA Convention Center in Los mm-hmm. Angeles, and. They they seem to be doing some really fascinating stuff there. It's well worth looking into, but the 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 woman who who was in the video, uh, Willow, absolute delight of a person. I would love to see more content, video content that they do. I have yet to find them on social medias. I don't know if they're on on social media, but I'm like, I would totally see more content from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, del- delightful, very funny, uh, queer woman who. I was very proud of the. Uh, I was very happy that the Game Grumps audience was as um, as accepting and positive as as they were, which is always a thing when it's like ah, audience audience of a channel that is not normally LGBT focused, and it's like ah, here is here is um, I'm watching watching that audience not be shitty to a very pleasant but clearly queer creator. Hmm. Uh yeah, because yeah, I suppose that that just just having been on the internet, yes. you're you know you're just bracing for well the uh, the the uh, the comments are just going to be full of why are you putting politics why yeah, is it I, why are you doing with queer stuff I I went into the comments expecting to see people shouting about like uh, questioning pronouns was what I was bracing for helicopters um, yes <laughs> I I was expecting. Her, but dot dot dot. What I saw instead was Willow's amazing. Best guest you've ever had. Get her the fuck on for more episodes. She's Yay. great. We fucking love her. She's got such good chemistry with you. I was like, 
Mm, I love this. This is very good. Mm. Um, I think that's everything I have watched. Ooh. Well then, <gasps> time for this. Laura, Laura, you've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, think about it like this. Recently, there's been that heat wave. All it's, that it's heat. Been very it's been warm that... and humid. It's we, not been fun. We've spent months whinging about the fact that summer hasn't happened, and now summer's happening. Well, well like it hasn't hot. happened. It's been grey but hot. It's been, it's been muggy too as fuck. It's been muggy as fuck. We've been too warm. What can we do about it, though? Well, too warm. What's the worst thing about being too warm? You can't take off any more layers. There's a limit to how many layers you can take off. Sweaty thighs, chub <gasps> rub. Yeah, that's it. That is actually it. What if there was a brand of underwear that was self-refrigerating? <gasps> and also prevents chub rub. That also prevents... Well, they also do, like, cycle shorts. <gasps> Refrigerated oh. cycle shorts. Oh, my goodness. Stop your chub rubbing together. Keep your minge cool at a comfort- comfortable temperature. Or, indeed, you know, whatever junk you may happen to have. Indeed. Where can I... What? What is this miraculous product? And where and when? And which? Re- actually recommended by which. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Just just a witch, I happen to know, who's uh, like, well, you know, oh, fairly warm down there under all these skirts. <laughs> so, head on over to Refrigipants. That's R-I-F-R-I-D-G-I-P-A-N-T-S. <laughs> yes. Dot dot net. <laughs> and you too can get some Refrigipants available in a number of sizes. Do you want boxer Refrigipants? Do you want thong Refrigipants? Bikini Refrigipants? Do you want a G-string? Do you want a C-string refrigerant? Oh, right, right, Ooh. right. Oh, very focused. That, that's <laughs> a very focused, cool thing. <laughs> yeah, and they're all powered by like one AA battery. Uh, can that can... last for months, 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 months of cooling power. Oh. In your pants, stop you getting way too hot. So refrigerate your junk today with refrigerant pants. <laughs> Get 5% off your first order of six or more refrigerants from refrigerants.lol.net using the code QNPS73. <gasps> well, I know what I'll be doing to survive the heat wave. Don't worry, I've already ordered you some. Oh, thank you. They come in a variety of colours. <laughs> and styles. Stand styles, and they're made of extra soft micromodal fabric <laughs> that is also refrigerated. <laughs> Just put your pants in the freezer. <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to. But that won't keep you going all day. <laughs> That's maybe five minutes of cool junk before <laughs> you've got sweaty bits again. <laughs> That's refrigerpants.lol.net. Try them today. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. Hi. Yeah, welcome, welcome. We are yeah. ready for we're ready for the new meeting. Yeah, 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 yeah. ready for uh ready for the meeting. So, you might have heard that uh, one of our competitors has come up with an idea about renaming loot boxes to surprise mechanics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Br- Which brilliant, is brilliant. Genius. Genius. A fucking genius idea there. You know, just <laughs> taking a thing that is predatory and, you know, rebranding it as something fluffy and and positive. Exactly. So, with that in mind, I'm wondering what else we can rename that's, uh, that will make everything a bit more fluffy and cute. Yeah, what, yeah. what problematic behavior within our industry can we can we just, you know, cover over with some slightly fluffy language? Okay, okay. So I think the big one that people are complaining about at the moment is crunch. Yeah. Can we, can we brainstorm some uh, alternative names for crunch? Uh, yeah. Compulsory additional income. 
hours. I mean, they like the income aspect of that. What about workload minimization period? What they're doing is they're trying to minimize the amount of work they have by doing more of the work. Oh, you're a fucking genius. Right, right. What else we got on the list? There's content roadmaps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about, um, aspiration guides? <laughs> People like aspiration, right? They've, you know, something to aim for. They, they're like, they like that kind of thing. Uh, what, what about content wish lists? Wish lists. People like wish lists. That's like shopping, right? And people like shopping. Now, what about when we're letting everyone go because uh, we've paid ourselves an awful lot of money, but we're uh, getting yeah, rid yeah. of the like the entire dev team? Well, I suppose they're getting more time at home, so it's uh, family. That's the thing at home. Additional family value time. Ah, uh, see, so here's here's my direction for that. We uh, we focus on the fact that. Uh, because they're no longer trying to climb our career ladder and they've yeah, got the yeah. options of any job in the world now because, you know, yeah. they're not working here. Right. Maybe we call it increased employment options. You know, we focus on the, you know, increased employability prospects. You are a fucking genius. I know. So. <gasps> what is inserted itself into your ears? My ears? I've listened to a couple of songs this week. A couple of songs? Yeah, I've got, I think, three songs this week. How much stuff have you listened to? Two albums, but they're both by the same person, so you go first. Okay, um, so I listened to a new track called Friend from the Future by a band called Punchline. Uh, It's a song about learning to live in the moment and be less, less focused on, you know, past failures, uncertain futures. And the way that it frames this lyrically is the singer talking about pretending to be their own friend from the future and who tells them, no, I've seen the future. It's going to be fine. Just focus on the now. The now's great. Enjoy it. It's uh, it's very sort of poppy rock music. Um, I'm going to describe it as, and I feel like this is maybe a synesthesia thing. This might not be a thing that everyone will get. It's, it felt like very colourful rock. It felt like it had a lot of reds and purples and oranges to the sound of the music, and that might just be a thing because my brain equates different senses with each other, mm. but I felt the need to share it. Hmm. Those colours were very strong in this particular poppy rock music. Mm. Um, what about you? What have you listened to? I listened to two <gasps> Oscar Schuster albums. What um, were those albums? Uh, the first one was... Uh, I'm, my French is not very good, apologies. <laughs> Um, the first one was uh, Tristesse Telescopique, which just means tele- telescopic sadness, apparently, oh, according to Google Translate. That's, that's, that's a beautifully sad title. Which makes sense, because it is one of the like more melancholy-sounding albums. It's got a lot of uh, accordion in it, and there is sort of just a sort of... Uh, just the slow nature of it that makes it seem just a little bit sad, but I just really like... The sounds in that, like the, I don't, I can't really explain it. It's just a beautiful atmosphere that it creates. Um, and the other other track uh, or other album, because I tend to listen to Oscar Schuster stuff like as whole albums, which is unusual because most people are just like, yeah, skip it, skip a track here and there. Um, the other album was Dear Utopia, which mm-hmm. again is it, it's one of the more um, accordion centric um, albums. 
but it's more beautiful Oscar Schuster, that sort of bit of accordion, that bit of slightly music boxy sound, yeah. um, lots of sort of found sound stuff that gets in there, and just, yeah, it's just, just sort of beautiful, very French. <laughs> it just makes me think of French stuff, but perhaps that's just my sort of the way I've been accustomed to thinking of accordion music as very French. Yeah, yeah, I think we've all somewhat had that drilled into us. Or polka, I suppose, is the other one. But just sort of that more, like, um, melancholy, slow, um, like, like a gentle sway yeah. of music as opposed to the sort of more active that you would get with, like, a, a polka. That is a is a vision. Yeah, the, you see the view I get when I work now. Just the birds come and hang out on the roof opposite the op- office window. Uh, pigeon wearing collar. No, no, no. Is it's it just, um, I... it's it's puffing its collar. Oh, it's puffing its collar. Yeah, it's puffing its on the uh, pole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Sorry for the diversion from from listening corner. Um, I don't think Jane's ever seen how close the birds sit to my office window. Well, I mean, you said they sat on 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 the roof next door. Yeah. They 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 just sort of chill out. It's it's quite nice to see the birds. Yeah. Um, so is that everything you've listened to? That's everything I've listened to. Well, I've got a couple of other tracks to go through quickly. Give it to um, me, baby. I listened to a track called "I'm Losing uh, I'm Losing Friends" by an artist called Tanner Swift. Uh, it's an acoustic guitar track, uh, fairly soft and somber strumming. Uh, it, it's 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 quite a it's quite a like sad um, feeling track. It's about how. When when you, when you're depressed and you, you know you can get into that mindset in depression of believing the the your own worst thoughts about yourself, mm. it can make you fixate and think that you know your life's falling apart around mm. you. It you can start to build up problems that don't actually exist in your head, and it's it's kind of a sad track, but it was a it was it was a beautifully done track. Um, I listened to it's a departure. Off of the album "Putting the Days to Bed." Hang on, I know that track. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, I put in my notes. Yes, it's that Mabim Bam theme song. Uh, I didn't go seeking it out, but right? Spotify's like recommended music you might enjoy um, for this week recommended me. It's a departure off of "Putting the Days to Bed," the song that most people probably know as the "My Brother, My Brother and Me" theme tune. Yeah, it's familiar, but not too familiar. Yeah. But not too not familiar. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a new Chris. Yeah. No, it's not so a new Chris. How does the rest, of, the, how does the rest okay. of that track so, go? Yeah, I was curious. How does the rest of that song go? Um, hmm. how, how do I put this? Um, mm-hmm. The lyrical themes, unsurprisingly, um, are sort of about trying to get slightly out of your comfort zone. Uh, right. It's it's a departure. It, it's familiar, but not too familiar. But not too not familiar. It's just like stepping a little bit out of what you're comfortable with and experiencing something slightly new. Something adjacent. Yes. Um, so, you know the tune that they play before they go into the money zone on the Bim Bam? No. Nope. Uh, you, you would know it if you heard it in this Probably. track. Because I couldn't have told you what tune they play before going into the money zone until I started listening to this track and go, oh, it's part of the same track. Oh, oh heck. Um... If you listen through this track, that you could click anywhere in this three and a half minutes, and you would within a second know instantly this is that Mabim Bam theme tune. <laughs> um, it it never really changes from that intro section. Okay, you might hear that same section with a slight word tweak. Uh, there is a bridge that has the same general uh, 
strumming and chords and sound. Uh-huh. It's basically a song made out of that intro. It's exactly what you would imagine a song that is that intro section would be. Okay. It really doesn't vary very much. I don't enjoy it as a standalone song. Okay. I I really like that section of it. It just kind of doesn't go anywhere. Ah, like trap. A little bit. It is the trap of gentle rock podcast intros. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And the last one I listened to, and I found this one la- very last minute today, um, was a track called "Suicide Hotline" by uh, an artist, uh, a band called the the Pre- the Preciates. Uh, I think it's meant to be read as the the pretty idiots, the prettyets, perhaps. Um, it's a very soft femme track about about being someone who's lived with suicidal urges, and you will probably understand this in the way I do. You know when you've been a suicidal person, like yes, like yes, act, hello, like, yes, yeah, actively, <laughs> and you get to a point in your life where you're like. That's never gonna, like, never not be a thing. That's always gonna be a thing somewhere in my head. That little voice that's like, hey, but, like, you could, though. What if you did the thing? What if you did, though? But, like, you know, day to day you're like, I'm not sticking my head in an oven like Sylvia Plath or anything, you know. I'm gonna be fine. Um, it's, it's a song about that. About living in that space where it's like, I'm not at, like I'm not at risk of like going out and making a plan and killing myself or anything. Sui- suicidal ideation does happen. Yeah, it's like there's that little there's that little voice in the back of my head, and like it's there, it lives there. I can't I can't get rid of it, but like what you, if you jumped off you the whole thing? Yeah, but like you don't have to go you know lock me up you know for my safety. I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting thing that I I very rarely see explored through music that mm. that very specific state of being. Um. Yeah, just lyrics. Lyrics include things like, um, "I'm not fine, but I'll probably be okay." It's it's all said with this slightly laughing nature to it of like, "Yeah, I'm still kind of depressed, but like I can laugh about it now. Like I'm not gonna do anything, and I can laugh at the fact that my brain's a bit fucked up." Yeah, in that yeah. way of when you get like enough depressed people together at a yeah. party. And they'll have got like really frank and open and quite positive and sometimes yeah. silly conversations about their mental health problems. Exactly, you have got the tone of this song yeah. like pretty down. Um, it it's lots of stuff where she'll just like she'll just throw in a line of just like I probably won't kill myself today. Probably not. It's unlikely. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's just talking about living in that headspace once you've escaped the worst of of being a suicidal person and wanting to be able to talk about that feeling without worrying that people will panic and cart you off to, you know, lock you up for your safety. Hmm. It was a really interesting little track, that one. I want to go back and listen to that again. It felt like it's a topic I've not seen explored that was explored in a very good way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's everything I've listened to. Well then, (gasps) time for this. Hmm. Do you uh, you want to try some of that? Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. You've been you've been hearing them them new uh new new uh theories about what's going on with that global warming. 
Yeah, yeah, like, you know, there's been all this, uh, this heat wave supposed to be hitting, like, most of Europe uh, over the next week or so. Yeah, that's, uh, well, you know, that's something we've got, we've got to watch out for, right? Yeah, we've got to yeah. be careful about all the heat waves. I mean, forget rising tides and all that. Yeah, forget, you know, crops and bees dying and whatnot. There's much yeah. bigger... Forget the fact that we might all spoil. There's much bigger risks from a, from the earth. Huge risks. Yeah, just like huge risks. And what about the, uh, the space cap? The giant space cap, obviously. Yeah. Because, you know, if Earth is no for sits, then why is made of wool? Yeah, because, like... The problem is, is like the sun, too hot for too the hot, too hot, too hot, yeah. too hot. Yeah. And like, sit on a gas ring, would you? Cat? No, no, no. Cat wouldn't sit on a gas no, ring. And no. like Pluto, too cold. Far it's, too it's, cold. It's, it's, the, it's the freezer. Free, exactly, freeze your bum to it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like you know, Earth, yeah. it was yeah. just like you know the floor. It's fine. Exactly. It's, already, already cats it, right? Yeah. Already cats. Exactly. But like, now it's getting warmer. That's like space's lap. Exactly. Like the perfect Goldilocks zone of space lap for any cat. And then, of course, we will all be in trouble because we will be underneath the cat. And what's there? Nothing good. That that belly. Oh. And you know how cats feel about having their belly touched. We are all fucked. There is no way the people on the earth who are near the tummy but not crushed by it would be able to resist doing a scratch. Exactly. And then at that point, you know, they would be, you know, clawed to death with giant claws. You you know, you might see an adorable toe being just. As it as it gets you, but uh, as adorable as your death will be, it will nonetheless be a horrific death. As yeah. as the you know the space cat comes and sits in the ultimate sunbeam. We really need a salt level warming out, don't we? Anyway, have a, uh, let me have some of that. Yeah, nice. Alright everybody, welcome to the Magnum's Sherry Distillery, where we make some of the finest sherry in all the worlds. Please stick together and try not to fall into any of the vats as we go along. We will be taking a sample of all the different sherries that we are available here today. Ew, I'm very excited. I've been waiting for this months. Yes, when you said we could try a distillery, I hadn't really considered that as an option. Oh, I know. I'm so excited to stick my head right into the fermenting barrel and just get a good gulp going. Absolutely. Cut out the middle van. Oh, exactly. And they've got so... I have got so many different varieties here. I believe they're up up to sixty nine varieties. Last I heard. Ooh, <laughs> nice. So, so I I'm I'm surprised there's as many people on the tour as us because you see, from what I hear, not everyone can drink sixty nine sherries in a in a sitting. But uh, 
apparently, apparently these families are up for, for you know, giving it a proper go. It's very strange anyway. I think we're, we're up for another one. Now that you have passed the, uh, the stirring vat that uh, exists on every sherry production floor, as you all know, uh, we're here to try another of our, uh, our various sherries. Now, remember, remember, give the sherry a good swill around your mouth, enjoy those uh, flavours, and then remember to swill it into the provided basin so that, of course, you are able to try all the sherries without, you know... Getting a bit slowed down on the way, shall we say? <laughs> There's no slowing us down. Uh, uh, no. What, what, what about these basins? Do they, do they pour more, uh, more sherry out? Oh, oh, that thing. Oh, Gosh, I'd been drinking that. Uh, I didn't uh, wonder why it was quite so foamy. Um, uh, no, it, well, you're supposed to be spitting them out between uh, consumptions, otherwise you'll never make it through the tour. Oh, don't you worry, dear. We can do just fine. <laughs> oh, if everyone, if 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 anyone would rather just, you know, swill it straight to us rather than using the middle man of the basin, then go Indeed, right ahead. Spit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> spit your sherry straight into my face hole. <laughs> oh, you see that giggling, dear? That's, <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> That's what happens when you when you don't swell it out, dears. No, no, indeed. Make sure you get all of it into the bucket. You don't have as good a time as us. <laughs> I'm having a wonderful time. I'm man. having a good. I'm having a good old laugh, dear. Such uh, a seven more sherries to go. Such a funny joke. Not drinking the sherries. Question time! Stand for questions! What's the question? Uh, first question is from uh, the, at the Nick Flair. Hi, Nick! That's our DM on that, on that buddly diddly hiddly. Buddly diddly hiddly. Badly designated heroes. Um, Nick wants to know uh, what animal have you always wanted to meet that you haven't yet? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, actually, uh, 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 Duckbill Platypus. Ooh. I'd love to meet a platypus. Thank you. Um, trying to think. I've seen otters, so I guess... I I mean, I haven't got close to one, but I've sort of seen them from a distance. I guess that kind of counts. Um, So I'm going to guess one of the tall sheep. Uh, Alpaca. Or a llama. One of those two. (laughs) Both of those would be good ones. The tall sheep. Yeah, the the long-necky tall sheep. The the giraffe sheep. Yeah. That's alpaca? Yeah. 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 I want to meet the giraffe sheep. Giraffe Um, sheep. Yeah, what about you? As I said, platypus. Um, Any others? Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to meet a lynx. I'd like to meet... I think I'd probably be terrified. But... I'd like to meet a domesticated fox. Aww. I used to know a domesticated fox. Oh. Um, oh. Like, I, don't, I don't know how good for them that is or whatnot, but like... It, it depends what... Like like most animals yeah, in yeah, captivity, yeah, yeah. I think it very much depends on what caused them to end up in captivity in the yes. first place. But like a healthily domesticated uh, fox, yeah. I'd love to For, meet one. Yeah, um, Becky Twohill would like to know um, what would happen in your day if you could transform into a cat at will. I would like to hope that I would sit on laps and get scritches and sleep in sunbeams. Oh, indeed, yeah. Oh. If if I could transform into a cat at will, I feel like that would mean I could nap on command, which would mean 
I would totally sneak in lunchtime naps. Because like, if I could just fall asleep, bam, like that, great. I would set up a sting operation for the Croydon Cat Killer. <gasps> I'm now just imagining the Croydon meow. Cat Killer attempting meow. to <laughs> kill the cat and suddenly you meow, transform. Meow. I am so innocent. Oh, meow. Look at me out here all on my own. Oh meow. He he he. Ah, you're fucked, mate. I don't know. I don't know why my my thought when you transform back to you is it's just you naked wielding like the ten foot dildo, just like you want to fucking have some. You fucking want some, mate. Ah, that's what you get. Yeah, that's that is that is the the, the correct use of that power, I guess. Uh, Bethany Turner. Um, we'd like to know uh, what characters in fiction uh, who are not uh, explicitly stated to be any flavour of queer do you headcanon to be some flavour of queer? Oh, uh, trans man Lars. Definitely. In in Steven Universe. Yep. There's a bunch of stuff to do with like uh, his always wearing shirts and stuff. I'm trying to remember what the, um, what the stuff People not was. touching his chest. Uh, his discomfort around his name. Uh, the heart shape is like the sort of like very feminine uh, earplugs uh, that he wasn't super plugs, keen on yeah. um his he's just overt um the whole yeah. thing about the old picture yes yes the um that yes the the picture that like of him and uh conspiracy theory dude that he ripped up he's like mm. no no one can see this and the house that just screams the, the name lars it's yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff to that one. Go read up on Transman Lars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other good ones. Uh, not necessarily like a, a headcanon about the character, but like I've always thought that the song "When Will My Reflection Show Who I Am Inside" from Mulan, that's a real fucking trans song. That there's a lot of stuff in that song that I know a lot of trans men have really latched onto because it's basically someone going like. Hey, I look into the mirror and I see a girl. Who's that? Don't don't know her. When will pe- people see who I really am? That's um, understandable. Yeah, uh, he's he's got some good trans energy that track. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's all I got off the top of my head. I've probably got more, but my brain is just not finding them. I like to think that Velma's queer. Ooh, yeah, some good queer like gay librarian energy. Um, queer and demi. Oh, I could see that. Like, it's not that she's like not interested at all, but she needs to make that connection before she actually, ha- yeah, ha- has an interest. Yeah, and then probably buy or pan from there. Yeah. What What are the What other questions have we got this um, week? Um. Also, check out Eon's World, which is Bethany's. Um, webcomic. Oh, heck. It's, it's very good. Um, Shark Invested Ghost Cowboy, which is a <laughs> brilliant name, um, would like to know how to crawl into a fridge and also what is one typical rich thing that you would do if you could. Um, basically, you have to take all the shelves out if you're going to crawl into a fridge, but I don't recommend it, especially if it's one of those old Indiana Jones fridges with the, the big popping yeah. locks. Because you get trapped in there. Yeah, That's why I had to take the doors off most of them when they in in America because kids kept playing in them. Yeah. Um. So wait, what was the other part of the question? Uh, one typical rich thing that you would do if you could. Oh, oh. Um. You know what's a rich thing that I've always been like I would love to do mm. if I had disposable money. Rent out like a big cinema screen, and hook it up to a games console. 
Ooh. and play video games on like just a, a an empty like <laughs> cinema just an IMAX. Yeah, just like get a fucking... Mario Kart at the IMAX. Exactly. Just like <laughs> get your get get your group of like seven or eight friends around and just play like play. Imagine playing Jackbox or something like that, but like with a proper sound system and the thing up and everyone having a laugh along, and you're playing your Mario Karts and your Smash Brothers or whatnot. On a, just Smash a... Brothers on an IMAX screen would be incredible. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, that that that's my rich thing. That's what okay. I would do with. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a rich thing. I, um, I I don't know. Is that a thing that people who aren't rich can do? I don't know. Um, I know that the Odeon used to like advertise that you could rent out the thing like to do that, and I'm like, I, I don't know about that, but I know I know like there's places where if you can get enough people together, they'll put on like pretty much any movie you can get. Yeah, I I I I don't know, but. That's 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 like if I was gonna do a ludicrous waste of money thing for uh, uh, for being rich, d- donate lots of money to charity. That'd be, I, that'd be I, a thing. yeah. No, like on on that note, I would like to just go down the street and go like, oh hello, he- hello all of the homeless people in my local town. Have a grand, have a grand, have, have a grand. grand. Get, have, get yourself, sorted, yeah. Hopefully, so, yeah. Here you go. Yeah. 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 What, what other yeah, questions? Give lots of money to people. What other questions have we got? Uh, Cameron Andrews would like to know: Have you ever listened to folk punk, and if so, what artist would you recommend? I feel like folk punk is a thing that I would enjoy. I can't think of any artists I know or like that I would definitively say are folk punk. But I like mm. folk, and I like punk. I like and folk, and I like punk. I can't think of any folk punk off the top of my head. I was um, the Bad Shepherds. It's the Ooh. only one I can think of off the top of my head. I think they might be folk punk, which is Adrian Edmondson's yeah. band. Yeah. Um, I'm sure if I had a look, I could probably find artists in my collection that do straddle that line. Yeah. The only other, like, sort of folk, folky, even faintly folky stuff I listen to is Kodiak Island, which I've mentioned a lot. And they're psychedelic folk, I think. I would totally, though, be up for recommendations of folk punk. Yeah, definitely. If you have any, Cameron, then tweet, would be... Tweet, tweet us some, or, or message us some, some folk Close. punk. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Lucy Evans, what uh, flavour would you be if you had a flavour? Oh, see, that's weird, because I have synesthesia, so I, I can tell you what flavour my hair has to me. Not in terms of actually putting my hair in my mouth, but the colour of my hair is... <laughs> No, don't eat yourself. You're doing a little bite. Uh, the colour of my hair, because senses cross over in my head in weird ways, is like... It's cold. It's very sort of like airy and fresh. It's it's kind of like um, when you have mint and then you like... Breathe have in. cold, yeah. Breathe mm. in, or like have cold water, and it get like like it feels extra cold because of the mint. Cool mint. It's kind of like that, but also very slightly bubbly and very like I know it, it slightly slightly blueberryish. And I know that when I say that to people, they assume it's because blue color. It's like no, it, maybe it's that, but like my my brain makes it taste like that when I see it, so. I I can't help the fact that it seems like a stereotypical answer for flavour. Um, I think I'd be, or you know, if in my ideal flavour rather than just what I suspect I am, <laughs> uh, I think my ideal flavour would be like, um, you know that vape juice I made the um, the, the Belgian waffle. Belgian oh. muffle and ice cream flavour, yes. <laughs> like that and pussy. 
Fuck yeah. That's what I like the taste of. Yeah, no, that's that on my hair thing. That's 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 a big part of why I like having my hair this colour. It's like I can look in the mirror and go. Yum 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 yum. Yum 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 yum. Like slightly cold minty blueberry. Mm-hmm. Uh Kelly Goodle. Hello, gal. Um what would what is your roller skate setup? And where do you recommend getting skates? When you um, have giant feet. Yes. So I currently have like I'm still skating on a very beginner frame set of skates from when I very first started doing roller derby, which are a pair of I think it's Rydell R3s off the top of my head. Um, my wheels, I don't know the brand of them off the top of my head, but I know that they are 90, 92, uh, 92 wheels, which are... It's There's mainly... Only four on each thing, Pardon? right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 92 is the, the hardness number for the wheels, um, which basically that's... I, I, I'm always hesitant to give a, a, a number recommendation on wheels for people because it drastically depends on what kind of surface you're playing on. I have a pair of uh, a set of 95s and a 98s as well, depending on if you're on a very slippy or very grippy floor. Um, I Because my feet are too big, uh, the thing I mainly find helps for quad skates is un- uh, skip a couple of... Um, holes when you're lacing them up uh, about two thirds of the way up basically skip mm, maybe two two holes and then lace them as normal again mm-hmm. it gives a little extra if you're like me and the big part of the problem is the width of your feet yes um it, it helps to give your the sides slightly more room to spread out while still being tight enough around the foot that you're they're not gonna fall off I might have to try um, that on all my shoes yeah <laughs> it, it really helps on on the skates um I need to upgrade my skates at some point because that set of skates has been lasting me for like three years and is falling apart. Uh, the toe stop has had to be glued in on one oh, because yeah, the uh, because the uh, the toe stop sna- snapped out because uh, it's a cheap pair of Rydell R3s that happens to them. Uh, but additionally, I have a pair of outdoor wheels as well that I use for outdoor stuff because otherwise, outdoor wheels get sc- scratched to hell and don't play nicely on polished floors after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my outdoor wheels are blue and purple galaxy wheels, and oh, they're really? adorable. Mm, I love them adorable. very much. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's my skate setup. I have a moment. set of quads. I've ridden them four, uh, maybe four times in the more than a decade I've had them. <laughs> because I've just a, I'm not very good on them. I'm just not stable on skates at all. Um, and and b, I've just not really had much opportunity. The few times I've gone, I've gone to fucking town, and then the next day I've been like, why are my legs not work anymore? Because <laughs> they are huge, heavy quads. Um, I think they're designed for, like, like roller hockey. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. They're big, chunky fuckers. Um, but yeah, I love them very much. Um, tricky. Tricky builder. Um, could you come up with a story prompt for uh, each of us listeners to work with? <laughs> Um. Mm. What's your story prompt? Okay. Story okay. time. It's time for them to come up with a story. What's the story we're going to make them come up with? I don't know. Okay. I've 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 got a character we can give them. Um, it's based on those photos I saw the other day. A mouse that lives inside a flower. Oh. It lives hiding inside the petals of a flower. It's a very small mouse. Mm. Um. What else do we want to give them? Uh, the prompt has to include the story has to include in some way, shape, or form 
a very loud party and a letter that never got delivered. Oh. How about you? What's your prompt? Um, somebody who has recently arrived in hell, but as part of their torture in hell, they don't know what they did. Oh. And part of another part of their torture is that they are being forced to torture other people. Oh. And they, um, like, psychologically, they have to come up with plans for how somebody else will be punished in the afterlife. Oh. And uh, basically, if they don't do it well enough, there will be additional, more sort of physical torture for them. Oh, no. There you go. Oh, heck. So a nice, nice gentle one and a more horrific one. Well, that is all of the questions. <gasps> so then, time for this. <gasps> do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Racial justice warriors. Oh, yeah. All right, Larry. All right, Barry. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Not too bad. Bit, of, bit of good news, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's, what's the news? What's the news? Yeah, we know the UK was planning on bringing in that whole porn block thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one that keeps getting pushed back. Yeah, yeah. And for various reasons. I think this time they'd realised they'd failed to log some paperwork with the European Union. Oh, I think, I think some of them thought they weren't going to be in the European Union at this point. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the longer we can... Hold on to that, the better yeah, are, are, yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, quite concerning about the way they're treating the country, but yeah, you know, it's. Um, push, push back again, though, so, you push, know. Yeah, push back again, and hopefully indefinitely. I mean, I've heard stories that uh, there are some of the. Uh, some of the, the porn sites are talking about releasing software that will help everybody get away around that sort of thing for free. Yeah, it's. it's it feels like they're fighting a losing battle, but. Uh, even even if not, I really hope it doesn't come to pass because it's, it's it's real troubling for you know more you know more reasons than you might think about. Yeah, I mean, like, I can understand the desire to want you want to you know protect children from learning about you know perhaps the certain sex acts that require some context. Yeah, there is certainly like you know there is an argument to be made, and I'm going to say just off the start before I get into this. I think it should be a parent's responsibility to set whatever filters they're going to set rather than the government doing it and you, you know. Because there's all the problems there of, like, you know, your name potentially being attached to the porn that you look at. That's not a thing we're keen on. But Yeah, and and the metadata related to that being sold off. Exactly. But uh, I can certainly see the the thought of, like, um, consensual uh, mimicking of non-consent scenes, for example. Or, uh, you know, or even just on the, you know, on the milder side, things like, having conversations about the fact that porn is not always an accurate representation of what sex between two partners is. It's a, yes. it's performative. It's it's something for an audience. It's not necessarily sex as a whole. Exactly. And, the, and you know, like the whole, the fact that you might just be looking at clips or compilations. Yeah. And when you, you take certain things out of context, to somebody who is just, who has no concept of, of sex beyond what they might have heard mutterings of around, you know, a, a playground or whatever, you know, for them to not understand, to be taught about the consent related to that and and various other aspects, yeah. the, you know, the, the, the safety aspects, I mean, like, as a kingston myself, I, you know, I'm very aware of the, the safe, sane, consensual, the risk-aware, consensual kink 
side of things and how that is vitally important yeah. to teach. But you can't teach that with an out-of-context clip. Yeah. And I think also that children need to be able to approach parents without yeah. without a stigma well, of being... I'm, I would like to understand this thing that I have seen. Yeah. And uh, I think there was all, like, I, d- I don't know about you, but, like, do, where, did your parents have the talk with you? I, I remember the talk occurred. I don't remember whether it was with my parents or not. The, the talk occurred in my case. Uh, I had it with my with my mum my because, basically, my uh, apparently my dad was supposed to have it with me, but he chickened out. Oh. And my mum was like, okay, well, uh, like... This is th- these are some things I will teach you some aspects, but then she found porn in my room at one yeah. point, and she turned around and said, "That is not how normal people behave," and left that conversation there. Well, this is what I was going to say: is you know, I can understand to some degree the the desire to not uh, to have kids not see porn out of context and then have no you know understanding of the the nuances going on. Yeah, the answer is not to try and block them from seeing porn because they will see porn. Still. They will find a yeah. way. No, because the, the answer is to have actual conversations and to make sure those kids are better informed so that they understand what they're seeing and what's going on. Um, yes, but like even more so than that, like you know aside from all the worries about the metadata and the the fact that this may further stigmatize so that kids are more afraid than ever to ask questions about what they've seen in the porn yeah. that they will get access to because it because you know, then it raises further questions about how yeah, they got there exactly exactly but it also causes problems for like queer queer young people as well obviously because I, I i know for myself a lot of how i came to understand sexuality and my place within like gender and sexuality came from engaging with materials that, like, you know, might not have been intercourse, but would probably be flagged as pornographic. Because, yeah. you know, for example, let's say you're a young trans person looking for, like, insight into trans stuff. If a website happens to have a lot of discussion of genitalia, because, you know, trans discussions, that might get just put as, like, oh, no, that goes under the porn filter too. Yeah, and, and it is very often the case when there are, is any sort of crackdown on pornography that queer creators are the first to feel it and yeah. the hardest. Yeah, You know, like, genuine porn can very often find a home somewhere else just as easily and be just as accessed. It is more small-time, like, queer creators, yeah. uh, LGBTQIA stuff, that it just becomes harder to find or stigmatised or just lost entirely. And, you yeah. know, that is a, a whole, um, you know, uh, that is a whole branch of learning that is just lost to people. And while, you know, you get, like, conservative Christian groups saying, oh, you know, the, the these people are trying to indoctrinate the young people. No, what very often is the case is that they were young people once who had no access to this kind of information they are trying to provide it to a new generation so that they don't feel you know i I find this a lot with with with, uh you know people in the lgbtqia community they don't want people to feel the way as alone and and separated as they were when they were kids and there needs to be that information that is very often the sort of thing that is lost when there are porn crackdowns or uh, you know the the whole thing on on Tumblr. Yeah. It was a huge uh, space for queer creators, and all of a sudden, a lot of that has gone. Even if it's not in itself pornographic, and exactly. That is a danger. Exactly. It's you. You start. Uh, yeah. As soon as you start having. Uh, 
one of the big issues you come across with that is a lot of queer identities are also categories on porn sites. Yes. And as such, it is very easy to accidentally... Like, it's, it's what happened with Tumblr. It's why, it's why things like the term lesbian or trans started getting flagged as, you know, not suitable for children is because, oh, those might be hashtags on porn. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real disappointment. Uh, Definitely. I, I hope this thing just die, dies in the war, because it's, it's not going to do what it's aiming to do. It's unenforceable, like, and, yeah. and it's... It's it, it's just going to further stigmatise kids actually talking to adults about what they end up coming across. And, yeah. and also, like, adults should be allowed to freely enjoy... Porn. Yeah. Like, as I mean, as long as it is <laughs> consensual... And, like, let's also support the creators. Let's yeah. support sex workers in that aspect. And, and you know, not just vanish off to, to to aggregate sites that haven't paid for a damn thing and have, yeah. have no authority to, to, to share a lot of that stuff and then force uh, creators to have to out themselves or, or even dox themselves to try and claim back their, their own uh, yeah. creations. You know, there, there needs to be more done. Yeah, and and I would just the 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 whole porn blocking thing is is ultimately going to do more harm than good to all sorts of people, and I just hope it just does not happen. Yeah, should we have that, mate? Oh, I could do with it. Yeah. <sighs> That's a good one, mate. Yeah. Oh. I need to go have that lie down. Yeah, you're gonna have that lie down, aren't you? Sure yeah. Fancy a, a herbal tea before bed? Yeah. yeah. Pop the kettle on. Yeah, I'll pop the kettle on. Laura? Yes. Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Um, I'm also on Patreon, Laura K Buzz over there as well. That's what pays the bills. Please consider chucking uh, anything you can over there, it really helps. Uh, you should check out some of the various podcasty things I'm doing at the moment. Um, there is Tonal Whiplash, which is silly and serious uh, interview questions alternated with interesting guests. Mm-hmm. There is Laura K. Buzz will be on My Brother, My Brother and Me, which, by the time you hear this, I will have released episode three on YouTube, in which I set a deadline by which I want to get onto Mabimbam. Oh, yeah, because... Yeah, as as I realised, listening to the, the McElroys will be on Trolls 2, the thing that worked well for them is, uh, you know, there was a deadline. That movie had to come out at some point, you know. Right. They they set a goal okay. that they couldn't just make this a goal that would go on forever. Yeah, they were going to be in Trolls 2, not like Trolls 4. Yeah, not just we're going to be in a Trolls property of some kind someday. It's like, yeah. no, we're going to be in Trolls 2. Um, not the cartoon. Yeah, so I set myself... A very ambitious deadline of when I would like to be on Mabimbam by. Oh no, sorry, when I will be on Mabimbam by. Of course. So, of course. um, yeah. so go check out episode three. Pat, pat, pat. I head. set a very lofty uh target for myself. So it's a good series. I'm yeah, it. I I had fun with episode three. Mm. Uh, other than that, my book's coming out real soon. Uh, I know. Uncom- uncom- <laughs> I was looking at my calendar today, I was like, hmm, okay, well, here we are at the end of June. Oh, gosh, this year's going quick. Oh, and then it just skipped over to next month, and I was like, oh, fuck, ah, all the things, oh, my God. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uncomfortable labels. My memoir about being an LGBT trans person that is on the autism spectrum. That comes out on July 18th, which is like, let's have a look. One week, two weeks, less than three weeks away. Yep. Uh, also, if we've got stock in in time, I'm going to be selling copies early at CoxCon in Telford uh, from July 12th to 14th. I'll be there too. Uh, I will also have a stall at Transpride Brighton okay. uh, with copies of the book on the 20th of July. Uh, so that's, that's all things. Um, things I learned from Mario's butt. That's a book about video game character butts with a bunch of images. That's coming out hopefully at the end of the summer. And I'm on Dice Funk. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I stream on Twitch Tuesday and uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays. Uh, you can find a bunch of my stuff on Sci-Fi and hopefully some other places soon. What about you, Jane? Me? I'm not nearly as busy as you are, except that in my Capacity as trophy wife and, and holder of purses. <laughs> um, I am Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube. I'm on uh, Twitch as Janiac, where I stream on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm on uh, soundcloud.com slash Magnet, where you might be listening to this now. Um, where else? Oh, uh, patreon.com slash don'tmonkeyradio. Uh, thank you very much to my lovely Patreons. I very much appreciate all of you. Oh my god, there's so many of them. I have new Patreons. New nude Patreons, so many of them. So thank you very much to George Holt, who, who donated last month. And I have new people who will get <gasps> mentions uh, after, I believe, the 5th of July. Indeed. Uh, for the 5th of June. Mm, yeah, Ooh. 5th of July. Mm, yeah, I'm very hyped. So thank you very much to them. And also paypal.me slash Magnet if you want to send me a one-off. I do very much appreciate all these things. It helps keeps... All the things paid for. Keeps the lights summer's gonna doing be. the thing. Keep, keeps the lights flashing periodically on what, wherever the server exists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. Mm-hmm.